President Trump was imposing travel restrictions in March specifically on China, then candidate Biden called it xenophobic and fear-mongering. So now President Biden is putting travel restrictions on people coming in from other countries. What word do we use to describe that? Well, I don't think that's quite a fair articulation. Uh... When President Trump was... Well, 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 a little hypocrisy to start off there. And we'll come back to that story. That was uh, uh, that was a reporter asking Biden's new press secretary about Biden's claims of uh, Trump's China ban early on during the COVID pandemic of being xenophobic. And uh, so the reporter, of course, was asking, well, what's the difference of uh, Biden in, in, imposing a China travel ban right now? Uh, why is, was it xenophobic when Trump did it? And why is it uh, OK for Biden? So we'll get back to that hypocrisy in a, in a little bit, but down the road. But there are some more important things that are really shaping the state of this great nation, the United States under Biden of America. And those are some things that we need to really focus, focus on the important issues that are going to make or break how we live our lives in America. And the first one that I want to talk about is um, Bigfoot hunting season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You heard me right. Bigfoot hunting season. Apparently, uh, Representative Justin Humphrey introduced House Bill 1648, and that bill is urging the Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission to establish a, and I quote, Bigfoot hunting season. Uh, The Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission shall make rules establishing a Bigfoot hunting season. That's what the bill states. Also, and I quote, the commission shall set annual season dates and create any necessary specific hunting license and fees. Uh, It's a real bill. Uh, Michael Holmes, assistant chief of the information and education division at the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation, uh, confirmed it to Fox News on Thursday that, yes, in fact, it is a real bill. What could possibly, possibly go wrong? I mean, uh, I, I want to say that I pretty much. Well, I would support this, except I don't think that the rights of hunters should be regulated by the government to establish when there's a proper season or not. I think that's a step towards big government, but let's 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 talk about this Bigfoot hunting season. What could go wrong? You know, I, I I think since you're out there hunting an object that looks like a man, little bigger, little hairier. Well, depends on who you are. Um, I guess it could be the same amount of hair, but uh, we're hunting after an object that, from a distance, is going to look like a man's figure. What could go wrong? Uh, I could see the the court cases already. Uh, yes, your honor. Uh, I did. Uh, I I woken from my sleep in my tent. Me and the fellows were out hunting. Uh, yes, there was alcohol involved. I heard a rustling in the bushes at about seventy five yards, and I proceeded to sight in what I thought was a Bigfoot, sir, which I had the proper license to obtain a said Bigfoot. Uh, I did not know uh, that Jim got up in the middle of the night to go take a digger in the woods and was coming back with his shirt off. And as anybody can attest to, he's a hairy motherfucker. And I'm sure uh, at anybody would plainly mistake Jim for a Bigfoot at 75 yards. It was not an intentional killing. It was an accident, Your Honor. And uh, I, I, I plead innocence. This is nothing more than a hunting accident with me and the boys. Yeah, what could go wrong? 
I mean, I kind of see this as, I mean, you could use that. Oh, come on. You could go out there and commit murder and use it as justification. A bunch of hunters out in the woods at night with guns looking for an object that looks like a human. Yeah, I think this is a great idea. I think this is a phenomenal idea. I think this is going to be the redneck purge of 2021. Just go out there, find Bigfoots. Nothing could possibly happen wrong and just go at it. Right? Right? I mean, come on. He looked like a Bigfoot. He looked like a threat from a distance. I mean, come on. Come on. Our police officers have been using those excuses for years. Blow somebody away. I thought he had a gun. Well, I thought he was a Bigfoot. Yeah. I love this. I love this. I, I, I want to get on an expedition to go into the woods and hunt Bigfoot and uh, take all my friends, get totally shit-faced, and uh, just start blowing away any hairy thing that we see in the distance. I think this is a great idea. I love America. I mean, where else are you going to have a conspiracy theory go so far that we declare a hunting season for it? This is kind of like snipe hunting. You remember that when you were a kid? Snipe hunting or cow tipping. Cow tipping, right? You take the naive motherfucker at your school, you take him out, and it's like, yeah, well, cows sleep on their feet. So what you're going to do, what you're going to do there, Johnny, is you're going to head out in that pasture. You're going to step in all those cow patties. You're going to run full speed towards that cow, and you got to get there fast before he wakes up. And you're going to just ram him as hard as you can, like you're you're playing football, and he'll just tip right over. Cow tipping, yeah, same thing. Snipe hunting. Snipe hunting. I remember when I was a kid, that was the thing. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but snipe hunting was like just going out in the woods. Yeah, there was a, a if you're going to hunt a snipe, you have to wear steel toed shoes because they bite your toes. You need a baseball bat, and we're going to go out there in the woods and we're going to go snipe hunting. I don't even know what the hell a snipe is. It's like a jackalope, like that freaking rabbit that's mixed with an antelope. I have no idea, but just urban legends. But in Oklahoma, they're taking this shit seriously, and uh, Bigfoot season is on the rise. I feel like I need to get a Bigfoot hunting license just to have it and hang it on my wall. Uh, in other news, there's apparently a big mix-up at the White House. Uh, there's an audio clip floating around with Joe Biden is sitting at his desk with the stacks of the executive orders, you know, stacked in front of him that he's signing off. And you can hear him mutter underneath his breath. I don't even know what I'm signing. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure the controllers, the people that hold Biden's puppet strings and everything, uh, they know exactly what he's signing. And he's just being a good little boy doing what he's told. Uh, of course, you know, whatever. Uh, who, who needs to know uh, exactly what you're signing when you're president of the United States of America and you're issuing uh executive orders that affect you know 350 million people uh you know the details aren't that important but there was one thing that uh, uh, uh happened underneath the biden administration already and uh uh he uh, biden apparently offered four billion dollars to central america and of course that's before um you know any incentive or any um uh, regulation has been passed to help fund uh actual American Americans, Central Americans, uh, in Biden's defense, you know, I don't want to really rail the guy for uh, for, um, you know, taking care of other countries before ours. Honestly, my opinion is 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 that Joe Biden probably thinks that Central Americans are, uh, you know, Iowans and Nebraskans. He probably has no idea. It's actually south of the border. So in his defense, uh, I'm going to give him the uh, the old man card and, and believe that he was helping out Central America or the uh, plain states, you know, Oklahoma, Nebraska, all that kind of stuff, a little bit of Texas, 
uh, I, I believe he had the right intent uh, because there's no way there's no way a president in their right mind would be spending or sending four billion dollars out of the country to Central America uh, when we have such damage going on at home. So I believe better of President Biden that it, this was just a simple mistake, uh, you know, some terminology that was a little bit over his head, uh, a little bit above his pay grade, we could say. Um, I think this was just something that it, it was it was a snafu. He just got caught up. And uh, he sent the money to the wrong Central Americans. But in more relevant news to me as a citizen living in the communist regime, also known as California, uh, Governor Newsom has backtracked or moved us out of the extreme lockdown phase. And now we're back into the glorious tier system. Uh, I already hear people rumored to be planning their trips to California to visit Disneyland because California is now open and we're now it's not open. It's not open, people. Um, unlike New York, where, uh, you know, the big fat soprano looking dude over there, he wants to open up indoor dining or Chicago where they want to open up indoor dining or where else was it? Uh, Washington, D.C. California is a little bit different. Um, yeah, they re they re removed the lockdown order, but that puts us back in the tier system that government uh, Governor Newsom had imposed prior to the extreme lockdown. So what is the tier system? I mean, uh, people, yeah, don't plan your Disney trip yet because we in California have this tier system and you have to maintain metrics within the next tier down for three weeks before you move to that tier. Right now, almost every county in California is in the purple tier, the most restrictive where um, I believe you can have an outdoor gym. You can have outdoor dining. You cannot have indoor public gatherings uh, unless you're a corporate sponsor like Target or Costco or something like that. Uh, but if you're a mom and pop shop, that kind of thing, a little restaurant, no, nobody can be inside. You have to eat outside, all that kind of stuff. So that's where we're at in the purple tier. Everybody's like, well, 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 when can I go to Disneyland? Well, Disneyland isn't going to open to hit yellow. The problem is, is that we're in purple, then there's red, then there's uh, orange, and then yellow. Okay. So on a best case scenario, where we're at on that timeline is if today, which California or our county, Riverside County, Orange County, they're not even in the red tier metrics yet, but let's say they were. If they were in the red tier metrics, then uh, that's, you know, ICU cases, how many, what percentage of people out of every 100,000 are testing positive, that kind of stuff. If they were meeting those requirements today, they would have to maintain that for three weeks solid before your county would move down into the next tier, lower tier, which would be red. And then when they hit the red, they would have to maintain the metrics that are down in the next category at orange for three weeks before they're moved to orange. So at best case scenario, best case scenario, if everything dropped like a rock in California or in the county or Disneyland, if that's where you wanted to take your vacation, uh, it would be about 12 weeks out under best case scenario before we'd hit the yellow tier, which would allow uh, California theme parks to open up. Uh, I was having a discussion with some friends. They're saying, oh, you know, Governor Newsom uh, lifted the bans on California. It's back in business. And no, it's not. No, it's not. We're still underneath this, you know, phased in tier system. And it really not that much has changed. You know, apparently you couldn't go to an outdoor gym during this lockdown and you couldn't do outdoor dining. Uh, but now you can do that. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I don't even know why it's hardly newsworthy, you know. Uh, I, I don't know about where you live. Right now, I'm looking at the temperature gauge. It's 45 degrees and windy, and there's no way I'm going to sit outside of a restaurant in the wind, in the cold, and have dinner right now. So it's still still pretty much locked down. But 12 weeks, 12 weeks is about the uh, fastest that that could happen before we get to yellow tier and really, really, really open things up. And it's amazing because... You know, uh, we've heard a lot of police uh, or sheriffs, especially come out Riverside County, Orange County, San Diego, that kind of thing, uh, up in Sacramento, say that they're not imposing any of these restrictions or laws. They're just not, that's not what they're there for. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I always, uh, because I'm tied in with churches, I always see that the churches, you know, really getting the shaft in this. I've seen different churches doing different things. Uh, it seems like a lot of churches are starting to buck the system and actually have their services. Uh, I saw one church that was doing a, a three different uh, kind of a buffet of options, you know, a basically a uh, one service that's 100% mass for those people that feel comfortable being indoors with a 100% masked audience. Uh, and then they offer, also offered one service that was outdoors for the people that feel comfortable doing that. And then they're offering one service that's a free-for-all. Come as you are, come as you want. It's indoors. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. And if you don't, uh, don't wear a mask. And the rumor that I'm hearing is as far as attendance, it's that third option of the masked uh, or, or, or option to do whatever you want. Uh, wear a mask, not wear a mask. That's the service that seems to get the most support from the local community. So, I mean, we live in some weird times, but this tiered, this tiered system, it's still going to put uh, California pretty much behind the eight ball i mean before you get to go to a dodger game uh that's at least 12 weeks out so that's where we sit 12 weeks out how far is that i don't know but that puts us out there a little ways a peaceful transition is coming trump will not be sworn in as the 45th president of the united states on january 20th trump will take office as the 19th president of the united states on march 4th under the restored republic let me explain okay <laughs> no let me explain uh so QAnon, that was a message from one of the QAnon posters saying that uh trump is going to be established as the 19th president of the new republic on uh what was that march 4th i believe she said anyways the the, the actual yeah march 4th what is going on is um, well, you you have this issue where QAnon, all the right conspiracy guys were claiming that Trump was going to use the military or something like that to overthrow the government and um, maintain the presidency, all that other kind of stuff. Anyways, that blew up in their face when the inauguration of uh, Biden happened and none of those conspiracies came true. So... Once again, uh, they've kind of moved the goalpost to fit their narrative, and, and this is what they're saying. They're saying that um, that they're using this sovereign citizen movement, okay? Sovereign citizen. And the sovereign citizen movement, what that is, is it's a group of people who believe they are not governed by the same laws as everyone else. And... Um, it's kind of hard to explain, but, but basically what they say that is uh, uh, sovereign citizens, they're believing that a law enacted in 1871 uh, secretly turned the U.S. into a co-op uh, corporation. Um, and it was no longer uh, the government established by our forefathers. 
And they also reinforced that with the belief that Franklin D. Roosevelt uh, sold U.S. citizens out in 1933 when he ended the gold standard and replaced it by offering citizens as collateral uh, to a group of shadowy, shadowy foreign investors that we know as the uh, central banking system, etc. So, uh, yeah, they believe, in all honesty, that Trump will be the 19th president of, I believe they call it the New Republic. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. It's getting pretty far out there. It's getting a little crazy. I mean, uh, I mean, our government has done all kinds of things that are against the Constitution, around the Constitution, and moved, uh, you you know, the whole tax system. I mean, I actually have Dan Taxation uh, is Theft Berman on here again to break that down. Uh, But that's a whole thing that was intended for, well, it wasn't intended to be taxed on everyday citizens, that's for sure. So they do move things around. But, uh, yeah, cue it on. My, uh, March 4th, I guess we're going to have a second inauguration of uh, Donald Trump as the 19th president of the New Republic. So uh, I guess we stay tuned for that. How many people think anything's going to happen like that, really, on March 4th? Really? I, I, I find that highly unlikely, just like I found it highly unlikely the government or the military was going to overthrow the government. Um, it's just more not how far do people go and keep following this Q stuff? I mean, I, I, I'm not a Q expert. I've looked into it a little bit, but how far does it go with missed predictions over and over and over? I mean, we've heard it. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm not a Q expert, but I've heard, oh, Hillary Clinton's getting arrested right now. Oh, the whole pedophile ring is, do I believe a pedophile ring exists? I don't know, but I believe there's definitely creeps in politics and in Hollywood. Um, but yeah, how far does it go before, you know, the, uh, QAnon movement just kind of loses credibility? It's a good question. I don't know, but I guess the next deadline of the big one is March 4th, the inauguration of the 19th president of the United States, Mr. Donald Trump. So I've always kind of wanted to know where the phrase, it's not over till the fat lady sings, came from. So I did a little bit of research. Turns out it's a colloquialism or a proverb, which means don't presume to know what happens until it happens. Well, today Joe Biden was inaugurated as the 46th president of the United States of America for this constitution. In 1776, the Declaration of Independence was created and signed. In 1788, the constitution was ratified. In 1789, the Bill of Rights was created as well, which is the first 10 or so articles in the constitution. Now in this original document, the power was given to we the people. Somewhere along the line, the power was sold from we the people to the feds, the federal government. Well, President Trump signed the Insurrection Act. That gives us, we the people, the power again. So, what does that mean? It means that in March, President Trump is going to be the 19th president under the original Constitution. And there it is. I'm not making this shit up. Welcome to the new world, the world of Bernie Sanders. What? Bernie Sanders? Yeah, that's exactly right. The inauguration happened. Biden got elected. And the only thing we care about is Biden sitting in a chair. The 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 storm of the memes that have been generated. I saw one today where Bernie was uh, uh, they used his pose to armbar somebody in a UFC ring with Joe Rogan going nuts. I think that was probably the best one that I've seen. But the inauguration came and went. We have the first woman vice president. And the only thing that's come out of that 
is a Bernie Sanders meme. In fact, uh, Bernie Sanders on his website, you can buy a sweatshirt with a caricature. Uh, it's called Chairman Bernie, and you can order the sweatshirt for $45, uh, get it in three-day shipping, and you can have uh, wear your own uh, crew sweatshirt with Bernie Sanders, uh, the chairman of the inauguration. Uh, yeah, so everything came and went. Here we are, the new world. The new, pleasant world, peaceful. There's no riots on the streets right now. Everybody's happy. It's a whole new world. And uh, Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden decided to sign some, uh, you know, initiate some uh, moves to have face mask mandatory on all federal land. I'm not too sure if that includes interstates, but... If so, that means even you're, if you're by yourself in your car, you're on federal property on an interstate, you might have to be wearing your mask. I don't know for sure, uh, but it's a possibility. Anyways, uh, Biden, so he signs into this uh, new uh, legislature or whatever, uh, mask on all federal property, you know, no, no ifs, ands, or buts. And then he goes, takes a picture at the Lincoln Memorial, which is federal property with himself unmasked, everybody in his proper in his party with him unmasked, the media unmasked, uh, not really one mask to be seen, just hours, within hours of signing the bill. And that's the type of hypocrisy that drives people nuts. It's the Gavin Newsom shit. It's the whole nine yards. These rules are for the people, but not for me. But whatever. I mean, I, I guess he could do worse, but... You know, if you're going to legislate things in people's lives, uh, you need to stick with it. You know, if you can't abide by it yourself, then you don't have no right making other people do the same. Washington, D.C. mayor says that uh, we're going to open up for indoor dining. Hypocrisy. More hypocrisy. What changed? Are the numbers Have the numbers gone down so much that it's time to open up dining? No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with that. It has that we cannot survive this way. We need to open back up the indoor dining, which everybody has been screaming for the last 10 months. But now we have the new president and uh, we can do that. Oh, 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 Jake's being a conspiracy guy. There's no way the Democrats shut down all these major cities just over an election. You know, I was listening to Tulsi Gabbard yesterday. She was on the Joe Rogan show and uh, Tulsi... I've got a lot of respect for her. I don't, I don't lean Democratic in any way, but Tulsi Gabbard is one of the politicians that I have a whole lot of respect for, and she goes into detail. Listen to the show with Joe Rogan. It's a great show. Everybody knows that. Uh, but Tulsi goes into the details about how bipartisan and how things were not going in the House and all this other kind of stuff because uh, politics, straight politics. How they try to pass something is some legislation and the Democrats would come to her and say, hey, we're not going to pass this right now. Uh, she was talking about reform and it was reform for prisoners that are locked up due to their uh, like like the girlfriend of a drug dealer who's been locked up for 20 years. Really didn't have anything to do with the drug dealing, but she was guilt by association and they found her liable for some reason. So they're trying to pass this piece of legislation to get people like that out of jail that were not the, the actual criminals that didn't commit the act that are locked up, unfortunately, for, you know, lifetimes. And uh, so they're trying to pass this thing. I don't know what the bill is called, but they're trying to pass it. And Tulsi says how the Democratic Party leaders came straight up to her and said, hey, we're not passing this right now. 
uh, we, we we don't want to we don't want to pass this and let Trump have that victory and be able to tell the nation that he got this passed. We're not going to do it now. We're going to wait till after the election and then we're going to put it back in again and then we'll pass it then. But we're not going to do it while Trump will get the credit. And that's Tulsi Gabbard saying that she says that's how business works, you know, on the floor of our capital. That's how things happen. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. Yeah, listen to her. Listen to her on the Joe Rogan show yesterday, which was, I don't know what the date was yesterday, but uh, it's it's her most recent appearance. And uh, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Um, Tulsi, yeah, a lot of respect for her. I was talking yesterday to somebody because now the rumor on the street is, is that Trump is going to start a third political party. I don't know what animal they're going to go with. I mean, the, the, the elephant and the donkey's already taken. I don't know what Trump plans on using. Uh, but, you know, you've got to pick an animal. The libertarians have the porcupine. Um, I don't know what the patriots will. It, it'll probably be an eagle, right? Isn't the eagle the easy answer if you're going to pick an animal for the patriot party? We've been through this before. We've been through this. Last thing in, in my memory is when Ross Perot was running as a third-party candidate. You know, back then he was buying TV time and he had a he had a whiteboard where he was drawing all of his uh, financials out about the country. And uh, and oh, hold on, my phone's ringing. And um, all it's going to do is the Repu- it's going to split the Republican Party. You're going to have all the Trump supporters, all the guys that still got the flags flying on their 4x4s, all that kind of stuff. You're going to take them from the Republican Party and put them into the Patriot Party, and it's just going to split the Republican vote down two systems, and then the Democrats will win everything. That's how it works. You can't start a third party like that. It just doesn't happen. Now, I'll tell you, they're, they're, okay, you know what I like to see as a third party? What I would like to see as a third party is a bipartisan party, uh, a party that is 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 more about bringing everything together. So we get somebody like Tulsi Gabbard, right, to run for president next time, and then we get a strong Republican. And they go out there and they campaign. They say, "Hey, yeah, I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. There's things that we disagree about, but there's things that we agree about for the betterment of our country. The way that most of America thinks. You know what I mean? Because if you think Democrats and Republicans are 100% opposite." In the vast majority of this population, you are dead wrong. We have way more in common than what you think or what the media would leave you to believe. You know, all of us want to have a a, a a decent quality of life. We want to be able to work. We want to be able to send our kids to college. We want to be able to retire. Those aren't opposing views. Those aren't opposing views. It's not like a Democrat wants his kid to college, go to college, and the Republicans don't. But that's what the media makes it seem like. Any like it's split down the middle. There is no unity. There is no. There's nothing that comes together. I mean, regardless how you feel about health care and how it should be paid for, one thing we can all agree on is if our child gets sick, we want them to have the best care that they can possibly get to help save their lives. And we don't want to not get that care because we can't afford it. Right? Can we all agree on that? So what I'm saying is we have a lot in common. How we get there and the discussion and, and, the, and the debate of, of, of how to make these things happen, that's, that's fine. But we have more in common than what you think. So I'd like to see a third party where you have a Democrat and a Republican running together saying, hey, we're bringing a, a voice of unity. We don't agree on it. Be honest about it. We don't agree on everything, the two of us. But you know what? We're going to work together for the betterment of this country. Because I think that's what's been lost is people or politicians. 
I don't think it's people. I think it's politicians. They're not looking out for our best interest. They're not looking out on how to make this country better. They're too busy in the infighting and the bickering and going back and forth to really accomplish what we need accomplished in this country. And it's sad. It's very sad. So we need to come out against that and stop electing these assholes, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat. If they're just a person that's going to go in there and buck the system or go with the system in this case and just be a, 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 a voice of fighting in our capitals, we need to get rid of them. But anyways, I mean, on to other things. Uh, Biden also stepped up and he signed orders to expand the food stamp uh, program. In a nutshell, it's going to raise the money for a family of four up about 15 to 20 percent for a family that's on food stamps, which I know that that program in uh, especially here in California and a lot of places has taken a, a ton of people onto the food stamp or the in California, they call it the SNAP program. Um, it's just amazing how many people are just having a hard time. And we've seen that over and over we see it in the news anytime there's a food bank or somebody giving away food you see people in their suvs that are not old these aren't people that are impoverished you can tell by their vehicles um, but they're hurting they're hurting uh, you know, I think we've built this society of living paycheck to paycheck, and that's really come under fire underneath this uh, COVID outbreak. So uh, Biden's doing that, you know, just going to spend more money. What does it matter? Another, another $1.7 trillion, I believe he's pushing for right now. He's also stating that we're going to start requiring anybody flying into the United States to have a negative COVID test. I don't know if it's going to be similar to what they what they did in Hawaii. Uh, in Hawaii, uh, you have to have a negative COVID test uh, within 72 hours of boarding the plane to go to Hawaii. And I think Hawaii has had one of the lowest numbers of the outbreak in the United States. And, uh, you know, first they were requiring quarantine when any travelers went to Hawaii. Uh, and then they opened that up. So if you have that COVID test 72 hours before you fly to Hawaii, you can go over there on vacation and have a good time. Uh, so it's not keeping them 1,000% protected, but it's doing a better job than most of these states. Of course, them being an island that's flown into, they can really kind of enforce those regulations. You can't do that when they're crossing the border of California, etc. Uh, oh, and Biden is also calling for a quarantine when people fly into the United States from around the country. So he's trying to do some things to protect us there, you know, uh, but we'll see how that works. And also in the latest uh, celebrity to come out posting um, evidence that they're positive with COVID-19 would be Mr. One of my favorite comedians, Dave Chappelle. Uh, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle and, and Joe Rogan, they've been doing a lot of stuff over there in Austin, Texas. They've been doing comedy shows and, and I believe they've been doing it with Ron White and a bunch of other people. And according to Joe Rogan's Instagram, he posted just a couple days ago uh, a backstage during one of those comedy shows that they've been doing and uh the, dave Chappelle and joe were in the middle of a 10-day stretch of comedy shows there in austin texas with ron white elon musk and grimes which is elon's uh you know girlfriend whatever and uh apparently david Chappelle's coming back positive with the COVID. 
So that's interesting because he was with some heavy hitters just a few days ago. Uh, so I'm sure we'll hear from, hear from Joe Rogan if he uh, picked up the infection, all that kind of stuff. I know Joe Rogan, he's been really, um, anybody that comes into a studio is tested. Uh, he's got a rapid test system and something like that. And I believe these comedy shows too, you know, the crowd is in there. It is socially distanced, uh, but apparently backstage it's not as social distanced, uh, which, you know, when people get relaxed, uh, that's kind of what they do. And um, yeah, so Dave Chappelle, he's got the vid, he's got the COVID. And he's been doing, uh, you know, comedy shows. So we'll see how that plays out. But in brighter news, in brighter news, check this out. Check this out. This is going to blow your friggin' mind. 50% or it's like 51% of Fox News viewers believe that Bill Gates is trying to use the corona vaccination to implant in you a microchip. 51% of Fox News viewers. And, you know, okay, all right, all right. That's insanity. That is just the fucking Fox News right-wing wacko conspiracy people. Okay, okay, let's reel it back a little bit. 28% of the nation believes that Bill Gates is trying to implant you with a microchip. <laughs> the conspiracy is are just... Uh, it's, 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 it's outstanding right now. It is outstanding. What a time to be alive. Pentagon releasing alien information. Bill Gates is out to, you know, put a microchip in you. It's just insane. The, the amount, the, what the internet has done is made people question anything and come out with very irrational excuses to uh, believe in, believe in, period. You know what I mean? It's just a really crazy time out there. I swear, the uh, internet has done way more harm than good. But I, yeah, take those numbers home with you. 51% of Fox viewers, Bill Gates is out there to put a microchip in you to track you and all that other kind of stuff. And 28% of people polled uh, that weren't just Fox News viewers believe the same thing. So it's uh, really outrageous right now. You know, Bill Gates making some moves. He owns more farmland in, in middle America than anybody. I saw another article where he's wanting to release dust into the atmosphere to, you know, stop global warming, that kind of stuff. Well, didn't I just watch a movie about that the other day? Wasn't that, well, okay, what's that movie? It's on It's on HBO, but it wasn't on Shadow Piercer or something like that, where they're basically on a train uh, because, and the premise of that whole TV show is that global warming got so out of control that scientists did something. And I want to say it was releasing dirt into the atmosphere. Are they uh, covering or something like that? Anyways, the scientists were trying to reverse global warming. They went too far and made it so it was like minus 500 degrees outside, just unbearably cold. And the only survivors were on this train that circles the globe, and it's in perpetual motion to create energy, and it has to keep moving. And that was that whole premise of that TV show, Shadow Piercer. So maybe, you know, Trump's just trying to get ahead of the bandwagon. Uh, maybe he watched Shadow Piercer, and he said, hey, that's a good idea. Let's release some dust into the atmosphere. Let's uh, control this global warming. Let's get the freeze on, uh, you know, bring down energy consumption and all that other kind of stuff. And uh, we'll just have some good times. Anyways, uh, yeah, Bill Gates, Bill Gates. I, I never met the man. Uh, I don't think most of us have, but man, he really gets that whole label labeled on him that he's trying to really control the world. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. I wouldn't put it past anybody. You know, it's 2021. The years of insanity. This decade, you know, 2020, 2021, this decade is going to go down in history, man. You know, I know we're only two years or one year into it, 2020 and 2021, but I don't think I don't think this is going to mellow out for a while. 
I don't think it's going to mellow. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to 2025 to get a fresh start. I think that's when uh, things will be uh, back to normal. 2025. But what that normal will look like, I I'm predicting it's going to look like a Mad Max movie. Uh, we're going to be you know driving around looking for water. Very apocalyptic. You know, two thirds of the population gone due to some other disease that comes out right after COVID. Yeah, I'm an optimist. Join me. So we talked a little about about things that uh, you know Biden's doing to kind of uh, help some people out, I guess. You know, boosting the food stamps, fifteen to twenty percent, that kind of stuff. But uh, what is he doing to create jobs? What is he doing to get this economy back up and running? Well, if you were to consult with the Energy Secretary. Uh, and the energy secretary, his name is, uh, it's something, let me see real quick. What is his name? I got to look that up. Uh, but anyways, the energy secretary, uh, Dan Brulette, Brule, it's probably Brule. He is estimating 19 million jobs in the energy industry are going to be lost because of Joe Biden's fracking policies that are coming out. He says if Joe Biden eliminates fracking, it's going to be 19. Now, that's him saying that. That's not me. That's a guy named Dan Brule. And uh, what that's coming from, he says that there's 10.9 million people employed in the fracking industry and then, you know, auxiliary jobs that go along with that. Uh, but one of the big things is that um, in the oil and gas industry, that's 5.6% of our labor force. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, Trump on the campaign trail always claimed that Biden would kill those jobs. And, uh, you know, what does that mean to us? Well, I mean, we can't keep spending money and then shutting down our, 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 our resources of generating money. You know, here in California, we've already seen the results of going green in a way where electricity prices have gone, you know, up significantly. And we're having to buy power from other states. You know, so there are consequences to these actions. So, you know, one thing about Trump is Trump did his his best. He did his best at trying to bring jobs back to the United States, trying to keep them here, uh, impose penalties on companies that were taking jobs out of the United States. He really worked hard to create jobs here. And he, before COVID-19, he did accomplish some great numbers in that sector. Um, but, you know... What's Biden going to do? I mean, I mean, if he attacks the fracking, if he attacks the fracking and it really does affect 19 million jobs with all the auxiliary support to the 10 point something million employees that are employed in the fracking industry, uh, that could be devastating. And, you know, I, I've already seen the fights online where people are saying, well, there's not 19 million jobs. There's only there's only nine million in a, employed in that sector and all this. But it's it's talking about the impact of not just the fracking jobs alone, but the fracking jobs and all the auxiliary other companies that go along with the fracking. Um, either way, even if it's 4 million jobs, whatever it is, that kind of job cutting is not going to get us through this. Right now, we need to be doing our best not to be uh, eliminating any job of anybody that is has a job that's working right now. You know, we're going after the pipeline in Canada. I read somewhere that's like uh, 1,000 jobs or something like that or 4,000 jobs. I, anyways, it's not millions, but it's thousands of jobs. You know, stopping the construction on the border wall, you know, that's uh, uh, some more thousands of jobs that are being cut. 
And the whole border wall thing, I, I, I don't get it. The whole political stance on that. I mean, I understand what the border wall represented philosophically as it was being built by Trump. But securing our borders or just at least uh, being able to control who comes across or not, whether a border wall is effective, I don't know. But that's a whole different discussion. But anyways, eliminating those jobs. Right now, the main concern should be getting people back to work. And let's let's take care of that problem first. Let's prioritize here. Let's let's work on getting people back to work. Let's let's work on creating jobs to get the economy back. And then we can, you know, reconsider about cutting down uh, the environment, environmental impact of fracking or whatever it is. I'm not really in that argument. I really don't care. But I do care about millions of jobs being eliminated or potentially eliminated if Biden pursues actually shutting down the fracking in the United States. We got to prioritize, man. This is all hands on deck. We're in a pandemic. You know? There's priorities. There's things that we need to focus on. And cutting jobs, signing legislature to cut jobs right now, your first few days in the office, that's not ideal right now. That's not ideal. You know? What I, you know, I don't know, even, even with my conservative beliefs right now, you know, if I was to go in in the office and I'm going to say, uh, we're going to shut down all abortion clinics, but the abortion clinics employ 200,000 people, I'd probably think twice about it right now. It's like, yeah, yeah, killing babies and stuff, but yeah, we need to keep people working. So, you know, we'll, we'll deal with that in a little bit. We'll get around to it, but right now is not the time. Create jobs. That's got to be a priority. And I don't think creating jobs is ever a priority for... The extreme leftists in this country, you know, I, I, I think being able to give substance to people that aren't employed and taking care of, you know, it's a mess. It's a mess. I hate politics. I hate politics. I hate politicians. I hate the whole thing. 